This is Glenn McQuaid. And this is Larry Fessenden. And you're listening to Tales from Beyond the Pale, the podcast. Greetings, audiophiles. I'm glad you've decided to join me on this little journey. I hope you'll take a deep breath now, a deep breath, and just relax and listen with me. Because wherever you think you are, maybe you're settled in your favorite chair. Maybe you're off on a job, or looking after an elderly neighbor, or sketching a still life. Perhaps you're sitting in the dentist chair, or bird watching late at night. Wherever you thought you were, well, look again, listener, for you have crossed over. You are no longer where you thought you were. You are now beyond the pale. Greetings, listener, and welcome to another episode of Tales from Beyond the Pale. Today's tale, This Oracle Moon, comes from writer-director Jeff Bueller. You'll know Jeff from his screenwriting turn on Clive Barker's The Midnight Meat Train and his own gruesome directorial debut, Insanitarium. Now, you'll have to bear with me, listener. I'm a little unorganized at the minute, You see, Jeff's tale arrived to me this morning in some kind of hard drive. At least I think it's a hard drive. It's like nothing I've seen before. I'm still trying to find the input. Oh, wait, there's a button on the side here. Hang on. Oh, dear. It's counting down to ten, nine. I I seem to have activated what seems to be a... Oh, no, wait, it's a storage device. Thank the stars for that. Now, kick back, listener, and let Mr. Bueller take you on a journey with Ron Perlman and Doug Jones, a journey beyond the pale and towards this oracle moon. Atmosphere of Moon T23 Beta, Cygnus Star System, medial outlays at 43 degrees, mild directional turbulence, landing sequence in 3, 2, 1. Better lock down tight, air on this rock as thick as Dak and Fog. You were hired by Terra to get us down safely, Captain Marsh, if there is any indication that... The Rosinante may not be as smooth as one of your air-cushioned star shuttles, but she'll get you there. Well, I'm not green. This is my fourth out-system mission, sixth if you count Polaris. We're way beyond out-system, Miss Farallon. About as far as anyone's ever gone. Except our seed colony volunteers. Captain Marsh, you feel that yaw? I think we're coming in off axis. On it, Dell. Fire aft boosters at 20%. Easy. That's it. We're near the colony site. Gonna kick up a lot of dust. This is a bone run, Dell. Life signal clipped out four cycles ago. How'd they all die? Meta drives are intact. They should tell us everything. That's the real reason we're here, ain't it? All that data. Let's just say there's sufficient interest in T-23 Beta to warrant a thorough investigation. You mean Philanthium. Lots of it. 20 seconds to touchdown. 
Terracor respects the sacrifices volunteers have made at all the colony seeds. Suckers. Six cycles out here for what? 4,000 credits? Captain Marsh? Not everything in this galaxy is about credits. It is when you don't have any. Captain Marsh! What is it, Dell? Pads have not fully deployed. God damn it! Manual override landing sequence. Override confirmed. Hang on, we're coming in hot. Two, one. Contact. Told you I'd get you down. Don't be surprised if this is your last mission for Terra. Who else are they gonna send on these ghoulish bone runs? Pressure stabilizing and clear. Pop the candel. My legs feel like a sack of bricks. Sir, I'm picking up dark matter radiation out there. Coming from X1. There's a reason people stay away from Cygnus. According to our analysis, the levels are acceptable. This moon is completely safe for habitation. That what you told those volunteers? Look at the sky. Those colors. Where's the sun? I can't make it out. Behind her twin. There's a black hole up there, sucking the system dry like a vampire. Air tastes weird. Like blood. That's the philanthia. Tastes like credits. Behind that hill, see the antenna? How many people got sent up here? Initial pod held six occupants, five humans and one android. Tell them about the kid. Two of the scientists were married. They brought their son, Carrie. Seems kind of irresponsible, don't it? Many people are honored to be first pod. Manifest destiny and all. Kid was eight cycles old. Okay, Farallon, you're the boss. Survey the perimeter, then locate the drives. What about the bodies? Of course, all remains will be returned to their families. Ain't that nice. Deionizer looks operational. Bioproduction facilities intact. No one died of thirst. Habitation dome's all ripped up. Ever seen a dome trash like this? These things are made to withstand a deck in winter. Looks like it was cut. Look here. That's suicide. Where are all the bodies? They're here. Trust me. When a colony burns out, survivors are usually too weak to bury the dead. Captain, can you come here, please? Corporate bitches are really pushing my buttons. You find the stiffs? Just these footprints. Those are from bare feet. Must have gone loopy. I pulled a guy off Altair. I've been running around naked for cycles. Wouldn't the wind have wiped these footprints away? Let's look inside. There's the drives. I'll start pulling the data. Maybe they're not dead. Terra scanned for organics. There's nothing alive on this rock. Unless they're underground. You just stop with the mind fuck Dell. You're giving me the creeps. You saw those caves. Particle scans wouldn't work down there. One of the colonists goes bonkers, cuts up the dome, and everybody else takes to the hills. They need to come back to fetch water and food, hence the prince. Why wouldn't they wear boots? The drives will tell us everything. Where are you going? That's it? 
You were hired to get me down here so I could retrieve these drives, Captain. Mission accomplished. Farallon. Hey! God damn it. Where are you going? Back to the ship, then home. Dell's got a point. There could be survivors. What about that kid? This is not a rescue mission, Captain. We were sent to get the drives and retrieve any remains. If someone's alive, they won't be by the time Terra comes back. I'll see to it you earn your bonus. I'll get you an in-system assignment. Not everything in this galaxy is about credits. What happened, Captain? Finally stumble across your conscience? <gasps> we are leaving in an hour. Are you insane? She's Terra. We're gonna be flying cargo off Dakin for the rest of our cycles. It's the air. I can't think straight. All I want to do is slit her fucking throat. We need to get back to the ship. What the hell was that? Footprints all over this place. Someone's been in the ship. I was told they only came out at night. Not during the day. Who came out at night? What the hell are you talking about? They killed my ship. It's gutted. Relays, boards, the wiring. There's no way we're going to be able to fly the ship. Who's up here? Is it the colonists? How many survived? It's on the drive. Tell me to my face. How many? We don't know. They moved into the caves after cycle two. Terra's been tracking their movements, but they only come out at night. It gets pretty damn cold out there. You want to explain how they're getting around with no shoes? We don't know. This isn't a bone run, is it? All I know is Terra wanted those drives. Bad. No one told me why. I'm sick of your lying, you corporate whore. All I've been thinking since we landed was how much I wanted to watch you die. Captain, stop! We need her! The hell for, Dell? She's the only one who can unlock the drives. We can use them to fly the ship. Don't you want to hear what's on them first? We need some goddamn heat. It's like an icebox in here. We're conserving power. Patch it over the comp system. It's not that easy! Prevailing east wind. Temperature of 261 Kelvin. Low sign of Max, who dismantled the beacon and kicked the material into the desert. When I confronted him, he lied. He seemed angry. <laughs> Max says to accept my fate. What kind of android know about fate? Kelly's having trouble sleeping. He dreamt his mother was alive last night. I didn't have the heart to... to hold safe. You hear that? Just the wind. There's something out there. Play the goddamn drives, Dell. We need to find out what happened. What is that? Play the goddamn drive! Max calls them the man. They live in the caves and come out to forage for food at night. Good man. 
The man came last night and took Carrie. I followed them to the cave, but couldn't bring myself to go in. I could hear him down there, my own son, screaming. I was too afraid to do anything. <laughs> After the screams, all I could make out was that terrible language. Now I'm afraid the lamb have eaten my son. Chilton's gone now. Duggins and Max too. I'm the last one. Hear the nam at night. They sound holy. They're here! Who? The nam! They ate the colonists and now they're coming for us! Southwell was out of his mind. Probably hallucinating. And so are we! What do they want from us? You heard them? We're dinner! They're opening the hatch! We need weapons. They took everything. There has to be something around here. Oh, God. Look at their feet. It's fur. That's how they survive. Somebody help me get this pipe free. Shh. What is it? They're talking. They're out there. two cycles. Whatever they did to her is done by now. Why haven't they come for us? Doesn't make any sense. Can't live on a human body for all that time. Maybe they didn't eat her. You heard the drives? Played them a thousand times. The Nam picked the colonists off one by one and dragged them up to those caves. So why go up there? I need to see it. Make sure this air isn't playing some trick on us. Before the colonists, what did the Nam use as a food source? This moon is nothing but rock. How should I know, Dill? We could go to the colony site and wait for the rescue mission. We'd have to be almost here by now. You notice how every day something else goes missing? They're toying with us, messing with our heads. What would the Nam want with a bunch of useless junk? Well, how the hell should I know? This air... I can't think. Captain Marsh? What? Are you scared? Not really. Why not? 
because after I kill you for asking all these stupid questions, I'll be left in peace for the final hours of my miserable, wasted life. Jeez, Dell, I'm kidding. I'm not gonna kill you. There's someone there. Yeah, I've been seeing things for days. This is real. Behind that rock. Who is that? Hey! Wait! He's going behind those rocks! Go that way, we got him trapped. Stop, goddammit! <laughs> Stop that! Shut up! Please! Hey, His mind is toast. Look at him. I'm, I'm sorry! I'm so, I'm so sorry! It's the android from the colony. The lamb didn't eat him because he's not food. Androids don't laugh. Well, this one does. <laughs> I, I, I really do apologize. I, I simply can't help myself these days. <sighs> it's just tragic, you know? All alone on this rock. Finally able to feel something and no one to share it with. Are you able to grasp the irony of that? Programming must be shut. But it's the dust. You could program a robot to mimic human emotion, even detect mood changes and mirror them. But they never cracked irony. That's a human thing. Can you two come with me? I need to show you something. Please, Captain Marsh. I'm not going to hurt you. How do you know my name? Come. I'll explain everything. What is this place? A sanctuary of expression. You built all these... things? Try to understand how difficult this is for me. All my creative endeavors must be hidden from the Nam. This type of beauty could trigger them to flash evolve, which would ruin everything I've done. But what is it? My art. Sculpture. Paintings? I wrote a theater piece two cycles ago, but never performed it. The whole, if a tree falls in the forest dilemma. That's our stuff in there. The boards from the ship, the wiring, the circuits. He's the one who cleaned us out, not the Nam. Well, technically, that is true. I need material. You won't miss them where you're going. Where are we going, Max? Oh, excuse me. Not where you're going, Captain. But where you've come from. Oh, this moon is magical. Look what it did to me. My processor shut down over three cycles ago. What else but sheer magic could explain how I am now a conscious, prescient being? Well, of course, I must learn to cope with the continual flood of emotion, but, oh, I know it's real. I can feel it. Ever dawn on you your processor may be sending data to your receptors that gives you the impression of real emotion? Oh, yes, I know. <laughs> that wonderful? But think about it. What's the difference? In my experiential reality, I'm feeling these emotions, therefore they are real to me. And as a result, I feel compelled to express myself through art. Oh, what you are witnessing here is a miracle. The evolution of an organism from synthetic to organic. Or total unabated insanity. Androids don't go insane. Well, this android does a lot of things it's not supposed to do. Oh, I owe everything to this moon. 
and I have made it my duty to protect her from all intruders. I will not allow her to be spoiled by mankind. They'll keep coming, Max. One ship after another. And we shall swallow them up like the silver blood that flows through her hollow rocks! Let's go, Del. This tin brain's getting on my nerves. Do you know how lucky you are? No one! No one else on this sacred moon is allowed to witness the fruit of my labor! Fruit being the operative word. Don't take this magnificent gift for granted, Captain! The moon give it, and the moon can take it away! That shit crazy robot. Why are we stopping? I want to watch those suns go down one last time. The NAM will be active soon. I suppose they will. Going into the cave? As soon as these suns go down. There are really two of them up there? Only one you can see. The dark one feeds off the lighter one. One day this whole place will be dark. Is that why those colors do that? All the light doesn't get swallowed up by the black hole, gets sort of bent around it, distorted. Looks like it's dancing. Hmm. Show's over, Dell. Let's get inside. See that, Dell? See what? Everything. Not a speck of light in here. But I can see just fine. How about that? Better keep moving. Hang on. I'm so thirsty. Oh, you gotta taste this water. I've never had anything so good. This ain't water. It has to be. Feels so good. Philanthium. It's the perfect mineral. The name literally means good for mankind. Who would have thought after the stuff sparked a galactic war and left the earth in ruins... You could live off this? Not just live. Flourish. Forever. The Nam didn't eat the colonists. No. Then where'd they go? I heard stories. Myths about silver fountains. In all the galaxy. It's here. On this distant moon. How much of that stuff is down there? More than anyone believed existed in this whole shitty universe. Which is why no one can ever know. Max. I'm not alone. He's with the Nam. With them? <laughs> we came here together. Except for Ms. Farallon. She came here with you, of course. Can you recognize the others? Commander Southwell, Dr. Chilton, Sheffield, and Duggins. Oh, young Carrie, of course. They're us. The Nam are us. In a sense, yes. But infinitely more pure. It's the Philanthium. Oh, Philanthium keeps them alive, but the regression is caused by the moon herself. The atmosphere is alive. The metamorphosis is simply the moon's immune response to an infection. A human infection. 
It's time you joined us. You're fucking crazy. Take them to the Great Stone! When your regression is complete, you won't see Philanthium as a substance of value. It'll be a part of you. Your lifeblood. That stuff killed our world. No! Humans killed your world. Humans kill everything. Only in their most primitive form can they exist harmoniously with nature. So how do you explain what's happening to you? The moon works in mysterious ways. Where are we going? Back where you came from. The irony is delightful. Once you make the transition, I will lose the only audience I have from my work. Back to the tree in the forest. Your artwork sucks. Don't be rude, Captain Marsh. I have real feelings. Remember? Tie them to the stone! What are they doing? Calling out to the moon. All her power flows from this place. Through these tunnels. Captain, look at your arms! There's hair growing all over them! Don't let it happen, Del. We're human, not some kind of monsters. You shouldn't resist. It makes the transition very painful. Stop! Please! Oh, I picked up another beacon. A bigger ship this time. They'll kill you! Now you understand why I needed to enlarge our numbers. Visitors. my credits, boys. Anyone ever see a sunset like that? No, sir. Can't say I have. There's a Razanante. Defunct colony site's probably a couple clicks over that ridge. We're ready to move out, sir. Sun's going down. Gonna get cold. Yes, sir. We'll take bodies if we find them, but it's the data Terra's all fired up about. We gotta find those drives. Copy that. Move out at first light. Nothing's going on out here tonight. Good. They're going back inside. No more than beautiful, Captain. It's magical. Well, if I have my way, none of us will ever have to leave. No. Wait for darkness. Our advantage is in the darkness. What a magical sunset. <laughs> 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 
Sorry. Well, I'll be a monkey's uncle. Poor old Captain Marsh really did meet his match in artistic android Max, didn't he? Still, things could be worse. At least the inhabitants of this Oracle Moon got a brand new fur to keep them warm during those lunar winters. Well, until next time, this is Pheasanton signing off. You have just listened to This Oracle Moon, written and directed by Jeff Bueller, featuring the voice talents of Ron Perlman, Doug Jones, Mark Kelly, Molly Bryant, Jeff Bueller, Zed Starkovich, and introducing the NAM as themselves. Voices recorded and engineered at the Hobby Shop by Andrew Murdoch. Assistant engineer, Chase Mayer. Sound design and editing by Zed Starkovich. Music composed by Matt Kagan. Production assistants, Rebecca Hughes and Joe Daly. Additional record and mix at Digit Audio. Sound supervisor, Tom Effinger. Re-recording mixer, Jeff Seeley. Digit in-house producer, Alicia Loving. Audio post facility, Digit Audio Inc. Copyright, Glass Eye Picks, 2010. A sleazy entrepreneur tries to make love and money out of the back of his van in downtown L.A. The Mattress King. Only on Tales from Beyond the Pale. The podcast.